Ja, ja, denk dan! Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Wit is drama. Building bridges. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Oh my, I think it's been a while since I said this with all three of us together, like actually together. It's been a while. It feels so good. I love how we stopped doing this in various languages because it just, you know, it was just disturbing at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, for this uh, episode, it would be quite tough to do it in several languages because we have at least six different languages and probably some more that are going to be represented yeah. today. Um, so Dave, do you want to quickly tell us what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, well, preseason party time is finally over. So the London Eurovision party just ended. That was the last one. And now, of course, the artists have about two weeks now until rehearsals begin, which is kind of scary because Eurovision is coming really quickly. So yeah. it's time, I think, for us to start actually discussing the songs that will compete on the stage in Liverpool. So today we'll look at, I guess, the big five countries and last year's winner, Ukraine. And we'll do two more episodes and we'll look at semi-final one and semi-final two separately. And I guess figure out who should and who might qualify from those. Yeah, exactly. Shall we get right into it? Andiamo. Italia, Italy. It's, of course, Marco Mengoni and he's bringing the song Due Vite to Liverpool. So, of course, um, he's been to Eurovision before. He's one of four artists this year that are returning. And uh, one of the few that actually uses his real name. So that's kind of cool. Uh, he has so many awards and accolades. I mean, uh, we could go through them forever. I mean, all the he's won all the MTV Europe Music Awards. He's won Billboard Awards. He won X Factor Italy in 2009. Uh, he's won San Remo before as well, of course. He won in 2013 and went to Eurovision in Malmo with L'Essenziale. He came fourth at uh, San Remo in his debut in 2009, so he's got a two in three um, winning rate. It's pretty good. So what do you guys think of Duevite? I really, really like Duevite. Um, honestly, it's definitely in my top 10 this year, and it might even be my favorite of the big five. I'm not quite sure about someone else, but it's definitely in my top two when it comes to the big five acts. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, Marco sings it so well. It's really emotional, heartfelt. My only like kind of fear is that it might seem too familiar already. Like it's nothing really new. Italy has sent entries like that for decades. And that's why I'm not sure if it's gonna do as well as I'd want it to do. But like he finished seventh in 2013. And I think seventh again would be realistic what do you think Jan? i love how marco is doing eurovision every 10 years <laughs> i mean you know here's another one to 2033 yeah. um but you know there is something about italian music that all europe and the rest of the world is always so crazy about you have this timeless amount of mm. hits who started at eurovision and at the end of the day some people who have never heard of eurovision is singing this kind of songs you know and i love it i love it how pure it is my only fear at the time of sanremo was that um he would need to change the song yeah you know this could be quite 
sometimes you have this great song, you have a thing for over three minutes and a half, and then you have to cut some parts. But uh, Marco is just delivering so smoothly, <laughs> like always. It's such a pleasure just to see and to watch the performance, to, you know, and he's one of the best vocalists. And starting with Italy, it's probably safe to say that he is a favorite one. And I can't wait for this performance to happen, actually. Yeah. And, and I will be really stopping, like, whatever I will be doing. <laughs> and I will definitely not have a toilet no. break at that time. I think toilet break is the hashtag of Eurovision 2023. I've never seen so many posts online about, well, this song will be my toilet break, or this song will be my toilet break. Yeah, and it's so overused. Like, nobody cares when you're peeing. Like, nobody yeah. cares about your... <laughs> body and digestive system like that's gross <laughs> you managed to say digestive system in the eurovision podcast that's just yeah that's incredible that's great that's great yeah, i can it's take it off my bucket list now yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it really is like you know and 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 this is why why i think we all share it's not so common you guys could hear this throughout this whole national final season that we don't usually <laughs> always agree on the same yeah. songs. <clears throat> Skrillex. <laughs> but, um, you know, this kind of stuff is is what what I like about it. Italy, and, and yeah, Italy we is truly a safe here. bet for all three of us to like it. Most are you, always. Are you assuming yeah. I'm going to yeah. like this? Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> Based on my reactions from San, from the San Remo episode, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I don't have much to add. Uh, actually, Sevi, I think you said it perfectly. Um, there's not much to fault here, but I do feel it might get lost a little bit um, in the 26th on the 13th of May. And I think yeah, he'll end up close to where he was 10 years ago. Um, yeah. This song isn't much uh, of a stretch more than L'Essenziale was. It's classic. I mean, his voice is uh, it's pitch perfect. It's and it's so recognizable. Like if you put put a new song on, I think I'd be able to tell instantly. Oh yeah, that's Marco. Yeah. So it's mm. yes, yes, and it's so hard for artists to tell. You know, like if if you have this kind of significant voice, when you can recognize somebody, it's it's you've done yeah. your job actually. Yeah. So yeah, top ten yeah. for sure. Bene. Let's move on. To uh, a very different song, we'll move on to Germany, Lord of the Lost, Blood and Glitter. Of course, they are a what what I found called an industrial metal band from Hamburg, uh, formed by frontman Chris Harms. But of course, we had the pleasure to speak with Class Grenade last month. So if you haven't checked that out already, you really should. So now that the dust has settled, what do we think of Blood and Glitter? Yeah, this is the other big five entry for me. Like, I had trouble choosing my favorite between Italy and Germany. I'm just glad that Germany finally stopped going for safe options. And, you know, the safest options usually turn out to be, like, the worst results in Eurovision. As we already discussed, like, Malik was a perfectly nice guy with a nice song and voice, but it didn't stand out at all. And hence got six points in total. <laughs> I think Lord of the Lost are going to do much better. And I actually think they're a little bit um, underappreciated in the fandom. Or at least, like, um, definitely. I think it's not on many people's radar yet. But they're definitely going to stand out in that final. There's nothing like it. And even, like, we talked to Voyager, uh, Australia is probably going to qualify. But even then, like, they're so different. Like, it, not because it's just because it's metal. It's not the same. 
and like the campy outfits, all that makes it stand out so much. It could be, I'm not sure about the juries, but Televote top 10 could be, I could see that for Germany. And I think they'll end up somewhere in the middle of the scoreboard. I would say that um, if there's something, there's definitely that we're not going to hear, I'm sorry, Germany, zero points, no. you know, like we were used <laughs> no. to do when they were, you know, using, you know, wash machines on the stage, which I definitely don't mind. But, you know, if it's um, Queens of Roses, I don't again, mind it either. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but actually, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I love the whole package. It's so out of my uh, music comfort zone. Mm. It's unbelievable. But like, the good thing about it is it has something in it. You know, there's this how would I say the the rhythm which gets you immediately and 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 as you said campiness and yeah. I loved having you know like class on on the show as well so I I really do hope they will do better than the previous entries and um, they're so super busy like I mean I was checking their their like schedules for tours and stuff and they're like pretty You're much everywhere all the right time now, so. Yeah. Yes, yes, as we speak. So it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's such a good thing that they are part of it. Uh, they bring in the diversity. I love that, th that this new era of Eurovision is bringing a lot of different genres as well. So it's not just space for like bubblegum pop for <laughs> schlagers <Yeah>. for, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like none of this year's songs have a key change. Let's have a minute of right, silence really? for that. Really? <laughs> Which, how, how is that possible? No, not a single one. Not a single one. Not a single one. But anyway, uh, I really hope that they will do well as much as they I think you it. broke Sebi's brain. He the can't key change process that. The just made my... Like, I keep yeah. thinking. But it's true. The best key change this year was Vico with Noncentera. But unfortunately, yes. she's not in Eurovision. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, but Dave, sadly, no. What, what do you think? I, I don't. He, Jan is just throwing me. I, I, I no wonder he broke I don't. You too? I, yeah, like I, <laughs> like I'm not even upset that I'm not going to Liverpool this year, and and I guess this could be a good reason why. Like, what is Eurovision? Like, will there, there be no costume Without changes this year either? Will there be no platform <gasps> to lift up an artist? No glitter sparkle waterfall no at the end of a, of a song. <gasps> No wind machine. Like, oh what else God. are you going to tell me? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Corolla, come back. Yeah. <laughs> with thank with you. the things I just mentioned in one song. But, um, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Blood and Blood. See, I like it. Um, but there's something in my gut that tells me Germany is bound for another bottom five. I don't think mm. last place, but I think they're going to be towards the bottom half of the right side of the board. Um, like, and it's a shame because uh, Lord of the Lost are incredible. They've got probably the best resume of almost any artist going to Liverpool this year. Yeah. Um, sure. and this, the song you can tell that was kind of written for Eurovision. And I think they've hinted and, and kind of said that before themselves, because if you compare this to, to their other works, I mean, just lyrically, musically, like this is pretty tame for them. Um, they, they could have gone a lot more hardcore, but, uh, <laughs> I found, I found their, their Twitter bio before we interviewed them. And if you look them up on Twitter, it says Lord of the Lost are a multi-talented genre fluid band from Germany. 
whose music presents itself far beyond genre stereotypes. And, and class was kind of saying that as well when we, when we spoke to him, I think. And yeah. I think blood and glitter kind of fits that perfectly. Like you can't put this song into one box, into one genre because like you've, you've got Definitely moments of hard rock and then it's followed by, you know, quiet singing. There's a bit of pop yeah. in there. There's, there's, yeah. there's everything. And then the whole performance is glam as hell. So yeah. it's, it appeals to a lot of people, but I fear, and I have this little, you know, this little nag in the bottom of my stomach kind of like, saying yeah but because of that because it's not one full thing maybe it won't get the votes i don't see them at the bottom five probably they will stay on the you know Mm -hmm. right part of the scoreboard but yet again we said that eurovision was years ago you know space for pop only and lordy of course but you know at some point I think that eurovision will bring you know other another viewers to the contest itself and somebody who is not really you know this kind of fan of this kind of genre would um i mean this cliche eurovision genre will probably go and vote for for germany in being comfortable voting for that so i don't see them really in the bottom five i think bottom five of the juries i'm pretty sure about that but I hope like that the televote yeah. lifts them up a lot. Yes, me too. And and running yeah. order yeah. might play a factor yeah. for them too, but mm. we'll have to wait for that. And now on to our third country. It is France and Lazara with the song or sorry, should I say with the chanson Évidemment. <laughs> so we 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 we. So Lazara is a Montrealer by birth. Can you believe she's only twenty five? Yeah, I'm still like that broke my brain as well when yeah. I found that out, <laughs> and that she's the same age as Riley. Like she could be his mom, I like mean, from the looks at least. <laughs> we, we, I mean, she looks amazing, but like as you said before, this is like I mean. Yeah, yeah, but she looks like a grand dame, just, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah, La grand dame. We like she looks like she has 25 years of singing does. experience at least, and not 25 years of age. Yes, yeah. yes, no, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not. It's not an. It's, it's not an insult experience. that she looks old. It's no. just that. She has no, this like no. diva attitude, this diva look to her that you you think yeah, she must honestly, have cultivated over years and years of performing. Yeah, but it's just the power of makeup because I saw a picture of her without makeup and she just looks like a regular girl like my age. And it's just like they dressed her up like that on purpose. My age. Listen, listen to him, Imagine man. My age. Not our age. My age. Of course. <laughs> just putting this on the picture. <laughs> because why <Sure>. not? <laughs> anyway, yeah. And uh, and because she's so young, she only really came to fame two years ago. She released her debut album, Tu t'en ira. So she doesn't have that much, you know, big star power behind her. I think uh, more so than maybe the French delegation might like people to think. <laughs> But anyway, she's uh, quickly developed and cultivated this diva persona, and she recently missed the London pre-party, and the official reason was personal circumstances uh, on her Twitter, but uh, French newspapers were kind of quick to point out that maybe she is being a bit of a diva in real life as well, and they've, <laughs> they've, they've said she's been hard to get along with, she didn't like the oh, accommodations, wow. and the delegation are having a hard time keeping track of her, and she's been and it goes on and on and on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's hard to know what's really going on there. Uh, hopefully things will work out well for, uh, I almost said Torino, but for Liverpool. So, uh, Sebi, Evidemont. Yeah, um, we already talked about this a little bit in a previous episode. I like this. 
I liked it at the beginning and I still do. But I just don't lose that feeling of being slightly underwhelmed by it. At least in the studio version. She had a live performance a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember which pre-party it was. It was Madrid, probably maybe. Madrid. Yeah. yeah. And the studio track was slightly different. It was a little bit more disco-y. And then I really, really loved it. But uh, I think the best part for me is like the high note at the end or like the long note at the end and then the last chorus setting in. I really like that. But like the first two choruses are a little bit underwhelming for me because it just goes And if they really put a disco beat on that, then I'll love it. I mean, they did, like, she used this kind of new revamped track for yeah, the exactly. party, yeah. didn't she? But, I mean, I see it, like, as a super vibey song. Like, it's not a song I would ever skip. And not gonna lie, I'm, I play it a lot. <laughs> not a lot. Yeah. Let me be your hater. But you shared your Spotify like, you know, stats it's, recently, it's... and, like, she was, like, second or third. <laughs> I was yeah, shocked. <laughs> wow. Well, but... I do enjoy it. I'm I'm just not really certain, you know, judging on the pre-parties that sometimes um, it's really um, in-ear or just, you know, the equipment or stuff, or mm-hmm. it's just like maybe sometimes you hear the song differently as you hear it in the studio version. But like, I, I'm hoping for the best in Liverpool, for Liverpool because they will all have the same conditions somehow, yeah. at least. <laughs> Hopefully. You know. <laughs> <laughs> with with yeah microphones or stuff and and that's pretty much it i enjoy yeah. it i really do and i will stop my sentence right okay. now please okay. stop we, we we do hope they bring microphones to liverpool that would be helpful. that would be a good start yes, yeah we do <laughs> uh, i don't know what else to add to this um you know the song starts off classy and there's this sensual build and after the first chorus, you think, okay, this is going to turn into a disco bop. But like like you said, Sebi, like it's kind of underwhelming. It just kind of mm. stays static. It doesn't... And monotonous as well, a little bit. Yeah, and the first then she minutes. does that big La Grande France. And then yeah. I'm expecting like this big explosion, like finally at the end. Yeah, fireworks and everything. And then it's like... And then it doesn't still doesn't get there. It still doesn't do it. Yeah. Um, and of course, all we can do is critique the studio versions and like the, the few little pre-parties they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard, hard to say those are sterile conditions for what we'll see on stage in Liverpool. But uh, I, I think there's a bit of work here to do to get this. Like it has potential. Like if Alcazar yeah. could do a cover of this, oh my God, it would be incredible. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and then Steps could do it after. <laughs> Maybe just maybe one more thing. I just a few days ago, I just remembered I saw her performing live at uh, probably it was like some breakfast show in, in mm-hmm. France. And she was like on, on, on the stage, she was joined by like three or four backup singers. And the whole performance actually went mm-hmm. really well. It was very much yeah. live. And I just realized that even though like somehow this song seems to be, you know, that there's something missing for to be on this huge stage. I just realized she doesn't need any backing <laughs> vocals at that very performance. So that's yeah. a good thing, you know. Like if you have, sometimes it's a good thing that you know the backing vocals can save yours. But yeah. like in that case, you know, it was all yeah. it was all about her how she did it and she delivered yeah. it well. But I have I no doubt about her being able to deliver. I think she will. I just find it really hard to guess where this could place. I could see this literally anywhere from like first to 26, yes. like anything could happen with this. 
I love how the fandom is actually, um, I mean, I would love to see her doing well. I just maybe don't see it like straight away going to like top mm. five for for any reason. Not that I don't want for her to happen, but like, you know, just maybe the fandom is going for, you know, mother, there would need to be a huge you know, series kind of, of events to unfold. Yeah. yeah. Like that would perfectly help. Like she would need the performance of her life, the best staging. And then like Lorraine's yeah. uh, like sandwich Flats. falls on top of her <laughs> and, and Kario yeah. rips his green jacket or something. Like it would have to be like all these things to conspire yeah. to happen to push her up. I think. And happen. Europe like, French stuff, you know, like cliche Why? typical French stuff. Why? I don't know, but like remember Alma in 2017 was in the top 10 with the televoting and significantly yeah. low with the juries. And uh, Barbara Pravi obviously oh, did quite well started. as well. <laughs> so maybe it's going to be like a surprise with the televote as well. So it could maybe. do really well, but yeah. Maybe. Right, like our next song, another potential, I don't know if I want to say winner, but uh, certainly in the betting on she's rising. For Spain, it's Blanca Paloma with Ella. Is it Ella? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's this, the screaming noise that she makes when she's... That alone yeah, is impressive. Like, I don't think we've ever had a title that was just, you know, the screaming of so. <laughs> Seuss could have had that as well. The like Albania 2012 could also just I was thinking Seuss, ah. but I don't, I don't think yeah. she screams Seuss. But anyway. Yeah. So, of course, Blanca is a Spanish singer, but she's also a set designer and costume designer. So we expect her to have a huge role in her staging uh, in Liverpool. Back-to-back uh, -back Benidorm Fest appearances. Of course, she was fifth last year with Secreto de Agua. And then, of course, wins the show this year uh, with the flamenco-inspired... Sebi, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so what did you think of that performance? <laughs> oh, um, I actually liked Secreto de Agua last year. Um, it wasn't like my winner of Benidorm, but I thought it was a pretty song. And then I wasn't convinced of Ea when I first heard it. And people went on like talking about the live performance, how good it was, and I just didn't feel it. And... I think she already said that there would be changes to that. Um, yeah. But honestly, like objectively, I think Spain has winning potential. And when it comes to the jury, I see them like top two, top three for sure. The big question mark is the televote, how they're going to respond to that. Um, but yeah, it's not a song that I would download or listen to privately. But I think um, part of me appreciates, you know, that it brings something that you can only see and hear in Eurovision. Like, that's not a song you would hear on the radio or, like, in a club or something like that. But that's, like, a typical Eurovision type of song that only works for Eurovision. And for that, I appreciate it. I... <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, but then again, I think it's going to do really well. I would say that I do appreciate the vocals, I do appreciate how good she is with performing it. <laughs> the song isn't really... I mean, I don't really follow on board with all the fandom saying, you know, it's top five. But again, my taste, which is not usually very accurate. But um, on the other hand, I see why the juries would pick that. 
I'm not so sure with televotes, um, but on the other hand, I wouldn't mind going, you know, to Spain yeah. for Eurovision. <laughs> and as Sebi just said, you know, sometimes Eurovision should be, you know, a platform for an artist to showcase the music to the world, you know. And I don't see this song being played anywhere out of Spain for the period of Eurovision. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Lazara, if we go back to France, she was a few days ago played on Slovenian national radio. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, this is kind of an impact which is, you know, coming mm -hmm. over. But um, I don't know. We'll have to see. This is probably one of the most, one of the six songs I'm least, leastly like sure where it will mm -hmm. end at the end. It gives me a headache when I listen to it. I, 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 I can't even get through the three minutes. Uh, I, I, I agree with Jan. Like, I don't, I don't see this becoming, even if it wins, I don't see it becoming a hit. Like, why would, why would uh, Belgian or Swedish or Italian radio play this? Um, and I think outside of the Eurovision fandom in Spain, even, like, this is not going to be a huge summer hit. Like, you won't go to the club and this come on. Like, yeah, again, the big add, summer hit in Spain was Vico's song. La noche entera, la noche entera. Of course. So I think, I think, um, well, for me, for me, that would have been a great winner. Agony would have been a great winner at Benidorm Fest. Um, this, this continues to baffle me, and the, and, and maybe we're in a, in a little Eurovision bubble. Like maybe we 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 think this is going to do a lot better than it will because we're seeing. All this, all these Spanish fans online, and and the support that it's getting, and maybe maybe it will finish fairly well with the juries, and then flop with the televotes, or maybe it just might win. It's 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 a coin toss at this point. For me, though, I I, yeah. I can't wait for Eurovision to be over and never have to hear this again. I hope, <laughs> unless it wins, in which case it's another Jamala year for me. But uh, we'll see. Speaking of Jamala, yeah. she was announced as one of the performers, of course, in the interval act for mm -hmm. the grand final. Yes. So we will be seeing her. And of course, that's a shameless little link for us now to talk about Ukraine, who will yes. perform 19th in the final. And they chose Tvorchi at Vidbir this year with Heart of Steel. So Tvorchi are a duo. They've been around now for a few years. They're a nice electric um, music duo. Jeffrey and Andri. Uh, they were fourth in Vidbeer 2020 with Bonfire, which was a bop. Uh, and, of course, they won this year, beating off some pretty strong competition, particularly from Jerry Hale, among others. Mm -hmm. So, Sebi, do you want to start us off with Ukraine? Yeah, so I really loved Bonfire in 2020, and I think I already mentioned that, but um, I was a little bit underwhelmed with Heart of Steel. But now, like, it's been so long. Like, it was almost like five months ago since this national final happened like it feels much longer even like it feels forever um i like it um again it's not very not very unique not very spectacular but you know when it comes on i can like nod my head along to it i don't think ukraine is gonna win again i think that's uh out of yeah, the window this ship year has sailed yeah yeah but yeah. I think if it gets another top 10, I think, why not? It's a nice song. They have an excellent spot in the running order. I think 19 is yeah. one of the best you can have, probably. I don't know the exact statistics, but that area is pretty good. And 
Yeah, I like it, but again, not not one of my favorites. I wouldn't vote for it, but if it does well, I'm not mad either. I get why the song is so high in the betting odds, um, but again, I don't think that Ukraine will get the trophy once again. Um, for me, the song itself, it does nothing, and it's probably my, my least favorite from all this kind of six we have, so big five plus Ukraine. It's a little bit weird that they're having a song in English. It is entirely in English. No, no, no. Not since, no. Not since the revamp, they changed. No. Yeah, partly. Um, it's it's not really my cup of tea, I have to say. And I usually do love um, Ukrainian songs at the Eurovision because I think they're, Ukraine is always bringing some ethnicity and always mixing with something modern at that point. Yeah. You know, this is what makes them so special. Yeah. Um, but not my cup of tea. Yeah. Well, usually the Ukrainian host entries are not as good as their regular entries because I think they're kind of relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, mm. it's um, it's it's all just very interesting because on the one hand, like yes, this isn't the typical folksy uh, ethnic, you know, ballad or or whatever that we're used to from Ukraine. But on the other hand, it, it is still very Ukrainian because, it, I mean, it's written and performed by a Ukrainian and an immigrant from Nigeria who moved to and now claims to be and like lives in Ukraine. Yeah. And they brought these sounds together and it was voted on. Ukrainians said, this is what we want us to represent, uh, to represent us at, at Eurovision. Yeah. And I actually thought something very interesting. Sorry for interrupting you, Dave, but... Um, <laughs> Like the Eurovision fans all like these really ethnic uh, songs in the national final this year, like Krut and like Jerry Heal and all those people. But uh, someone from Ukraine actually told me that's like what's everywhere on the radio and in the media in Ukraine right now. You know, I don't want war, but you know, sure. And then ethnic sounds and like Tvorchi just felt different to all that. And they just wanted something different mm. as well. Of course, and it's yeah. it's modern. It doesn't sound Ukrainian, but that's what they wanted. That's what they were going for. Mm. Um, this, to me, sounds very American. Like yeah. I think Heart of Steel would do well on the radio in Canada, specifically because it's it's you know it has that mm. that sound to it. It sounds produced in L.A. Um, maybe it's the next snap. Maybe you <laughs> never know. Um, so be. I mean, this song has a very complex instrumental. Uh, I mm. really love the organ in it. I think it adds a nice touch and, and certainly makes it stand out. There's, I mean, how often is there an organ in Eurovision music, right? Um, I think it's going to do like we saw. We saw the performance in a in a metro station was quite yeah. good with the limited resources they had, and and now time is on their side. They've known they're going for five months, so I'm really expecting a really good stage show in Liverpool. Um, I I don't think it's going to win either, but I, I think this should certainly be top 10 at the end of the day. Yeah. Top Definitely going to do them course. proud. Of course, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of them, should we talk about the hosts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the country who has, of course, so generously decided to host because Ukraine cannot... 
uh, we do have to talk about just United, out of an act of love, you know. <laughs> the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, they do they do get a song, they do qualify for you know, kind of hosting. So they've chosen internally again this year, uh, ever since Monsell Merlin hosted the national final, they've given that up. So it is May Miller. And she wrote a song, and it's called I Wrote a Song. Isn't that adorable? Creative. So it's very creative. She is an English, so not Welsh or Scottish or whatever, singer-songwriter. She went mainstream also like um, Lazara two years ago. She had a song, Better Days, that went in the top 40 in both the UK and the US. And I just learned an interesting fact about her, Sebi, which might interest you. She is part Austrian. Yeah, and, I knew that. <laughs> and, but do you know how she got to the UK? Like, how her family got to the UK? On a ship or on a boat, probably. <laughs> Perhaps. So the shuttle wasn't there. No, but when her... So her grandfather was living in Germany uh, when the war broke out. And he escaped the Holocaust by going to the UK when he was 12. And never went back. So that's how the, the Müller, I guess, family got to the UK. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that before. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, politics and history and Holocaust aside, again, to another thing that we don't usually talk about on a Eurovision podcast, uh, what do you think of I Wrote a Song? I mean, the song itself, um, I showed this <laughs> to a friend of mine like who wasn't into Eurovision, and he said, yeah, it's a skip song. But honestly, it's so underwhelming. Like, I wouldn't even have the energy to get up and skip it. Like, it's just so dull, oh so heard before. But, you know, fine. Go with that. What bothers me a lot more are the live performances that we've heard so far. And especially, like, people saying, oh, she was sick and, oh, she had in-ear problems. And, like, I think this was her fourth or fifth live performance that we've seen so far. And none of them were good. And I just don't know what's the reason for that, uh, especially given that other acts also performed and like sounded a lot better. And there was this part, you know, where she's saying like, go up, dance, jump, jump, jump. And like, even that, when she just talked to the audience, even that sounded off key. So, I mean, how concerning <laughs> is that? I don't really hate that song. Um, for a moment or two, it reminds me a little bit of Dua Lipa at the beginning. Uh, and I quite liked the studio version. Um, but yes, I do agree. She was probably, she wasn't really the best one performing her own song that she wrote. Maybe she should have just precise, written it, but not you know? performed it. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't think that, you know, here the whole thing was just an issue. Also, this song is, you know, you really have to be experienced, like, singer, not just, like, studio artist to perform this kind of song. You know, it's fast. It goes like that, 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 that constantly. But I don't see um, another similar result as with Sam Ryder from last year. So, yeah, I think so. UK is yet again... Uh, in the game for a bottom five. It's just like the Brits will never say it's bottom five. They will always go for <laughs> top five. So. No, and there's something there's something noble about that. Like It's like when a captain goes down with the ship. You know, like you're, you're never... As the captain, you yeah. don't want to freak everybody out and say, no, 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 the ship is sinking. But you, you know the ship is sinking and you, 
you you got to stay with it. That's a good metaphor. <laughs> yeah. It just sometimes it's really a good thing to be objective. Yeah. <laughs> That's our quote for the UK. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's <laughs> good to be objective. Yeah. yeah. I I do like it. I listen to it at the gym in the mornings. Studio ver- studio exactly. version studio version. I agree with Sebi. I get to say I agree a lot because I always go last. Um, I do not want to hear this live again. I, I've listened to a couple of the pre-party <laughs> recordings, and it's it gives me a headache, but for a different reason than Spain does. Um, and this, oh my, this is not this is not finishing second. This is not finishing seventh. This is not finishing on the left-hand side of the board. Graham Norton is going to have a conniption again this year trying to figure out where the points are going and, and what direction the UK is going because it's going to go towards the bottom. Um, yeah, because I was, I was trying to think earlier before we recorded what I was going to say about this song. And, and kind of like Spain, how I c- compared to Chanel, I think because Spain and the UK last year both reversed their fates so much after years and years of bad results, I think we, we kind of look back at the UK as well. And, and whoever they picked this year was going to have really, really tough shoes to fill after Sam last year. And I was going to yeah. say like how, how Spaceman was this like anthemic, um, this great uplifting song. And in some ways, so is May's song this year. Like if like if you're going through a a bad breakup and you're trying to get over it, then maybe this is the song for you. So I I can't say that it isn't that, but uh, it's it's certainly no spaceman. And um, yeah, I I do give the Brits uh, some credit for going down with the ship with this one. But uh, I, I I would say take your your uh, flotation devices to the arena because you're going to need them by the end of the night because you're going to be at the bottom of the table. Yes. <laughs> The whole thing, the song isn't that bad, you know? It's just the whole thing, the way how you perform it. Maybe, as we said before, everything can change in Liverpool. It can, um, but, but don't forget, she she's also performing time. last, which we know is, again, every year is different, Ooh, but yeah. over years and years and years of this, going last, while you would think would be a great thing, because you're, you know, oh, I'll be remembered. Yeah. The, the songs that go last rarely do yeah. very well, so that's mm. also probably going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. I explained it to someone actually, like it was the same non Eurovision fan kind of. Um, I said for a semi final, it's good to open and to close, but for a final, that's not good. Like in a final, yeah, you're, you're you want to be yeah. after twenty six songs. Yeah, I mean you can stand out. Like if it's like a masterpiece, of course you can stand out from any spot, but like still, you would like to be like somewhere in the middle or maybe like near the end. As we talked about Ukraine before, like nineteen out of twenty six is a very good spot. That doesn't mean that they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But like, if I had to, like, if I could just choose my own spot, if I was a contestant, I would go for something around that, like 18, 19, something like that. Yeah, we drifted uh, off very much. Um, yes, that was it, basically. It. I wish this would have ended a little bit more positively. But... No, but it did. I mean, as we said before, you know, this is not a place for hate. It never no. was and it never will be. And especially be. Jan is just um, like Jendrik. He doesn't feel hate. <laughs> I mean, I told you guys so many times, if I will ever do Eurovision, my Eurovision performance is going to be exactly the same as Yendex. Oh. So, I have a small surprise for you. The game is finally back. Our little entry quiz. Uh, it's Yay. been, I don't know, five weeks. weeks, something like that. Yeah. 
And unfortunately, we lost all the points. And I'm not saying that because I was losing, but because we actually lost them. <laughs> I remember I was on top. Yeah, as usual. <laughs> so <laughs> let's start. I prepared a song from any Eurovision show ever. And um, when Dave and Jan are back with us, I will start. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Two hours later. <laughs> so welcome again to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm doing this podcast alone now because my other two people just died. Um, why don't we talk about Eurovision? Yay! Several months later. <laughs> All right. Any entry from any Eurovision Song Contest ever? Hint number one. The entry that we're looking for was a host entry, and it was the country's only host entry to date. So we're talking about the country that only won once. Perhaps. That's reason. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. <clears throat> there are still several um, countries that only won once, you know, where it's hard to... There are. I mean, it could be Belgium yeah. 88... 87. 87 soldiers of love no it's not that it could be oh my god i love this song i will i will so listen to that after we're recording this so we should <laughs> yeah. really hurry because i'm really feeling like soldiers of love so let's go for hint number two then uh the entry received two sets of 12 points from turkey and israel but it still only finished seventh which is still very good for a host entry was who was Azerbaijan 2012? Sabina anyway. Babayeva with Hope When the Music Dies. Ah, uh, Hope Never Dies. No, <laughs> when the music wait, dies. what was the name? When, <laughs> when the music dies. Oh, wow. It received 12 points oh, from Turkey and Israel. Like, that's already that's like. shocking. Greece 2006? Um, nope. Cyprus would have been in the list of 12 I points. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay, no, hint number three. I think you should get it then. So that Eurovision Song Contest took place in the capital city of a country that never won Eurovision. I don't know. Is it is this something that has to do with Yugoslavia, Croatia? Perhaps. No. Who knows? No. That was the case. So if Yugoslavia won a year before, it was hosted yeah. in Zagreb. And what was the first two hints? Uh, it was the country's only host entry ever, and it received uh, yeah. 12 from okay. Turkey and Israel. So it's Yugoslavia 1990? Yes, 90? it's Tai Chi, of course. <laughs> of course. I thought that would be more obvious, especially for a former Yugoslavian sitting here with us. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, the song is super huge. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We note one point for Jan in the quiz now thank you very much to all of you listening don't forget to follow us on our social media and uh, yes we're you know talking to you very soon thank you bye bye, bye.